Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Bill Lutz, and Tim Sway. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 255 for September 30th, 2020. Reclaimed Audio is brought to you by Klingspore's Woodworking Shop. And the uh, the sale on the 50-tooth combo blade is still in effect. Using codes BROCCOLI, UTILIZE, or DISAGREE, you can get 10% off. Hey, so, there's that. Last week, I, I said that I, I ordered from Klingspore's Woodworking Shop. And of course, I was too late on this <laughs> to get my ten percent off with my own damn coupon. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, I told you that. I I, I was like, while I was because I was ordering some bandsaw blades, and I was like, well, you know what? Let me get the the the, the little uh, you know oh, the variety sandpaper. pack sandpaper. I was like, I'll just I'll get that. It's already only twenty bucks, and I was like, I'll save two dollars with my code, and it'll put me one up ahead of you guys in the code race because I'll use my own code. No, but didn't I was too late. That one order would put you up against me. Nice try, kid. Well, it, if I use my code, I wasn't going to use your code. It would have helped. It would just add it to my numbers. You know, it would. Tim, let me ask you all. this because <laughs> Phil and I both I got the you. email. Our codes for ourselves are good indefinitely for ten percent purchase. Ten percent of everything. <laughs> You're on the outs. <laughs> I'm just curious as to why. Well, maybe it's because he's the most successful and the best looking and all that good stuff. It's definitely because I'm the best Clint looking. Clint steak. That's why your uh, advantages can only go so far, Tim. But so I, my order came in a couple of days later, and um, so I got my sandpaper pack, and it comes in this cool little plastic container that I'll, I'm sure I'll be storing some nuts and bolts in eventually. And uh, yeah, stuff is great. Yeah. And I was I was surprised by how many sheets were in there because I didn't like check the numbers or anything. Um, so I'm looking so, forward looking forward to quick, sanding. Real quick, what's going to happen with me is because I've been like, okay, I got to get rid of all this other sandpaper that I have, and I realized when I did my, the last thing I did that God, I have a lot of it. Anyway. Fast forward to today, I was at Home Depot with uh, Taz, and we were looking. He's like, "Oh, I got to get some sandpaper." I said, "No, nope, <laughs> here you go. No, you don't. Yeah. I'm going to give you my sandpaper because I want to support my sponsor, who supports our community. So, Klingspore's mm-hmm. Woodworking Shop is going to get an order for me for some sandpaper so I can stock up because I'm just going to give nice. Taz basically everything I have. So. I have a Bill. I can get you 10 percent off. Just use code. <laughs> 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 I got it in over there. How you know someone? Feel free to use that code. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have a ton of the, the sanding discs, like the, the six inch or five inch or whatever they are, of the, the hardware yeah. store brand. Um, but lucky for me, they don't last very long, so I'm sure I'll use those no. up quickly. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, they don't last long. Yeah. In fact, I did no. like two seconds of sanding, throw another new one on there. Yeah. Two, you know, yeah, I'm, tr- really I'm trying to, and it's just that I stocked up so many times that it's crazy. Well, I always but bought anyway. the big packs. Uh, yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Hey, Phil? This week's top Patreon supporters are Lakeside Woodcrafter, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta, Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, LiquidRC.com, Jim Bashirs, Paul Jackman, The Boys Over at Maybe I've Said Too Much, Creator Nader, Wesley Treat, Rob Ray, Darren Mattis, IsoTunes, Tim Holliner, Keith Decent, Why Not, and of course... Gangi and Pop Pop Makerspace. Double bell. Is it a new bell? That's, well, it's the one. bell? Yeah, double bells. Are you, you're going, oh, you're going caroling later. Okay. Yeah, cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a double Monday. bell because we're wishing them well twice as yes. much. Two times. Indeed. Two times. What are we working on? Bill Lutz, what are you working on? Well, have you built anything and made any videos lately? You know, I'm not working on anything because I've already built something and I've already made a video and I've published it. That's right. The Art Deco inspired palette project, coffee table, is on WilliamLutz.com, is on my YouTube channel. I I think I have that website still. Anyway. uh, (laughs) You do. I hope so. We've been hyping it for five years. (laughs) (laughs) There's there's a video out and uh, I have a lot of positive feedback on my video, so I'm very excited. It was was fun to do. I did it old school, no talking, just check this thing out and it worked out really, really well. My favorite video you've done in a really long time. I love it. You too, Phil. Thank you. you. Yeah, me, me also. And it's... I... I, I don't, don't take it the wrong way, Bill, but I am per, I just it doesn't shut up and just make it's not just you though. It, yeah. It's like all like I like the videos without the talking. 
You know, I just I, yeah. like, I like making Fancies. it that way. I, every time I'm talking one of mine, I'm like annoyed. But people, for some reason, want me to talk because they want me to explain stuff, and so I try to do that. But I try to just do it in like little chunks, not like full voiceovers and stuff. But yeah, I loved it. I loved everything. It was my favorite video by you by far. Yeah, I, I, I'm definitely going to go back to it's it's so much easier not to worry about explaining anything because yep. I will answer questions. You can email me, DM me, comment in the video. And I, if you have a question, I'd rather answer it there. It's more mm-hmm. fun to just watch. Most of it's basic stuff anyway, what I do. It's not like some rocket science, but it's just, you know, watch how the ideas come together and everything. And it was so much easier as far as having to worry about stop and explain it. Do I really need to explain this? Because it might be just being... You know, overly worried that people don't know how to hit the head of the nail with the hammer. I, I mean, you know, so mm-hmm. yeah. I I was impressed honestly with um, just how easily you do certain things that I think many of us, myself included, would have a really tough time. Example: you laid out the lines for the big squares on the big tubing, right? <laughs> and then and then you took down the porta band on it, and it was perfect straight every time. And, like, the lines met up, and you just mm. – perfect thickness for every single one. I know mine would have been zigzags all over the place. And it's a big tool, you know, and it's running a motor on there. And, and to just be able to have the raw strength to do that, frankly, I find that impressive. Well, thank you. I wish I could uh, say that was raw strength, but it's just – I've just used it a lot. That's that's one of the tools in, in muscle memory work in construction. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And it's like it's, – it's not as straight as – I think – a part of what I like doing the the types of builds that we do is because I'm not worried about it being perfectly straight. So I know that it doesn't matter. I mean, people. I think you get a little too involved sometimes. Not you too, but uh, we, we per- as makers, right? Yeah, yeah. You're, it's like you're so worried about. It. Just cut it. Just cut it. If you screw a couple up, cut some more. It doesn't matter. You you'll get it right. Just but you'll find out if you relax a little bit and just go for it. Just do it. It's good enough. It ain't got to be perfect. And again, it's a prototype. So if I wanted to get perfectly exact squares every time if I was going to do a production run of these things I would have it done or I would get the machine to do it correctly so, but there thank is you. that but it's also going in your home and you're going to look at it every day and if it wasn't at least the best you could do or the best you thought you did at the time you look at it and you go nah, I could have done better that's my personal experience anytime I look at something that I've made I'm like oh, I could have taken well, my we time we do that with every project um, I think I could certainly do it better but I'm very happy with how it came out. I know yeah. it's going to last. I know it looks good. Nobody else is going to see. We talked about this. Nobody's going to see all them little mm. things that I know to exist, right? Sure. We, we might know each other's work, but the, the average my my in laws when they come to visit me, they're going to think that is just the neatest looking table ever, and they're not going to see anything wrong with it. Right. Yeah. yeah. If if you feel like doing anything else to that table, you you put those little black caps over the uh, the ends of the tubes. Make those out of wood. You gotta have some scraps of that pallet wood left over. Oh, that's smart. I, you know, I, I was going to. I mean, I, I mean, I could do that. Absolutely, yeah. I've done that before on my uh, bicycle wheel stump table, Tim Sway inspired thing. I did. I, I did that with with yeah. wood. Um, but I wanted the black. It does look nice. Just, yeah, to match the screw heads, right? Yeah, well, I, I wanted that. You actually turned me on to that, Phil, because you're saying, why not make the top black or the whatever it was? It's like, you know what? If I add a little black, because I got black in, in my living room, so I'm like, I think that would set it off, too, and it'd give it a neat look. But yeah, you're right. you're right, Tim. I, I could have made it out of wood and even painted it. So, mm. hmm. Yeah. Hmm. No, but I, I do like the, um, the, the caps, too, though. I was like, I was, because that was my first thought. And then I was like, kind of like, well, maybe not, though, because there is something about the metal being so sleek and angular and having those perfect caps in there and then the wood. You know, being at the top and the, you know, it, so it's sort of like, it's like, well, this part is all perfect and metal and plastic and cold, and then this part is warm and knotty and, yeah. you know. Good symmetry. Yeah. yeah. You know, chauffeur. Yeah. Chauffeur. Yeah. Indeed. Gesundheit. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Whew, too many rabbits. <sighs> Tim, what about you? Um, I had my, I did a live stream yesterday ooh, ooh, from ooh, the Jambulance, and I know you were there, Lutz, uh, for at least a little while. I'm not quite sure. It was... It was so much fun, but it was also like, um, it was hectic. It was like probably the, one of the, some of the fastest two hours of my life, or four hours, because we got there like two hours prior. Um, right. And to set up, because we were like, oh, well, I'll have plenty of time. We'll hang out. We'll take our time. You know, we're all friends. We'll catch up. And we were kind of, next thing we knew, it was like, what time is it? Like 4.40. We we're like, oh. <laughs> we haven't even, like, you know, turned anything on yet. And so then we were like, you know, with two live streams going and trying to keep track of, you know people's comments and interact and play and it was it was stressful but it was a ton of fun 
And uh, dude, there were so many memorable moments, amazing moments. Like, oh my god! I mean, first of all, I saw it in the comments a lot, and I was there the whole time. We, I just kept switching back and forth because we put it on the seventy-inch TV. It oh, was cool. like being at a concert. I bet. It, it, Which is I what we were hoping for. Were doing that. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people were doing that. It's like, this feels really great, seeing, and everybody's having fun. But there were just so many moments. Um, for example, one of my favorite, and I'll, I'll let you tell your own story, but my, one of my favorite things is like, blah, 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 playing, 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 we're, we're amazing. Casey loves your band, or your ex-band, whatever it is. We were having so much fun. Tim's like, and uh, we're, I want to say thank you, but we're at an undisclosed location. And then Dave Gagne goes driving by in a purple doom buggy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was an undisclosed location. I mean, it was just that. You know, he's giving rides to the kids or whatever he was doing. It was awesome. Yeah. um, Yeah. You know, I I told him he could do that. Like, it was like, I was like, I would love that. You know, I was like, don't feel like you have to, you know. And so he had, it was in, in behind Dave's house which is about 20 minutes from me, you know, and uh, he has a big field back there, which he mows just, it's not even all his property, but he just mows yeah. his field just so he can drive his toys around in it, <laughs> basically. And I remember that when I was talking with Jamie about setting this up, I was like, I want to do this, because, you know, the, f- the whole point of the truck is that it's off-grid and everything, and we have the 6,000-watt PA system, and we can run it off the solar panels. So I was like, I, you know, I was like, Jamie, will you do this with me? You know, I don't want any money for it. I just want to create the content and show this happening. Um... I want to just put this truck in the middle of nowhere. Like we're talking about trying to find like a drive-in theater and have like a drive-in theater concert, like a lot of comedians and stuff are doing, but we weren't having any luck with that without it being expensive. And so then I remember Dave's giant field and then now it's the fall. We had the the leaves changing a little bit. I was like, let's do that. We'll put the truck out in the middle of this field. And, uh, and we were going to do it earlier in the day, but then I was like, no, let's do it later. So it gets darker on. So we can say like, we played into the darkness through the sunset, you know, on this. And we, we could have played another four hours, that battery, like was not uh, it, we use one like it has it's it has like six little tick marks you know what I mean like on your iPhone uh, you know the little lines we only use one of them in that whole <laughs> that whole two hours because these these systems but it, is it like a gas tank like the first half lasts forever and then the last half only lasts for ten minutes who knows but I mean we didn't right. even get through, we didn't even get to the first half you know what I mean and we played for over right. two hours it, and it sounded really good too I mean just even over even through the iPhone I assume Gwen was holding or had on a yeah, Jamie. Uh, Jamie's live stream was on his iPhone, and you can still watch it. It's it's at my YouTube channel. If you go to like the live section on my YouTube channel, right, it's, right. it's recorded. I'll check it out. And uh, and then on Jamie's Facebook page, Jamie's Junk Show. Um, and so he had his iPhone, and I had my Android phone. And his his view is better because he had his he had this this ten foot tall pole that he strapped his phone to with duct tape and had it kind of pointing down. So his the Facebook view is a lot better. But the sound is better on mine through my Android phone because it was down lower in the line of the speakers, and it just has a better microphone, I guess. Um, but the, you know, but the iPhone camera is always so much better. So, like, if you, if you're into the sound, go to the YouTube channel and get a worse view. <laughs> you know, and if you're into the if you're into the visual of it, because it was a stunning visual, um, then Facebook's the place to go. You could probably do some kind of dual screen audio thing. You know, I don't know. Yeah, you could rip them both, sync up the audio, yeah. use his view and your audio. I could do that. I could do that. I'm not going to, but I could. <laughs> no, no, no. In it, theory, it was, it was fun too. Hearing Gwen in the background cheering you guys on. Then I'm I'm typing messages and stuff. And Jackman was there and a few other people. Yeah. I'm like, Gwen, is that you? I hear. And then she, I can hear her lean into the phone. Yes, Bill, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's you know like for, for you guys it's it's loud, you know. And uh, and or, I'm sorry, not for you guys, but for us. I mean, it's loud. We were playing at full rock band volumes. I mean, not blasting loud, but. You know, we were playing pretty right, loud, right, right. so so Gwen, it was, you know, she'd just be like singing along and something like remember, like oh, that's right, there's like these microphones I'm right next to here, you know. Um, yeah, so she felt bad about that that she was interrupting every once in a while, but uh, the, to me that has not at all. Are you kidding? It, it was the, the whole experience was awesome. I haven't listened to the recording yet, but uh, like I just I love the idea of that. To me, you know, what I mean, it makes it feel like because there was, I mean, it's just Dave had a few of his friends over. Like we, and the reason we kept saying the undisclosed things because. You know, and Jamie's Jamie had about I think a thousand people tuned in through the course of his. I had about the same on mine, uh, but so his thousand, they're all within a half hour, you know, of us, and so they're all like, "Where are you? We want to come." Like, you know, they're all friends of the band, and you know, they knew me from back in the day. I've been, you know, out of the scene. They all want to come and see me, like old times thing, and we just didn't want to do that to Dave. That wasn't fair, 
you know, so we're like, we're like, Dave, we're going to come make a lot plus of... Plus Corona. Right, plus Corona. I mean, it was outside in a big field. Everybody could be responsible. They're all adults, but... um. Mm-hmm. But so, you know, we're like, you know, Dave, why don't you have a party and you have a free band? Like, you know, just have invite your friends over. So they had a few people over just hanging out. And, uh, yeah, it was great. I mean, Dave's Dave's an awesome guy and a good friend, of course. And it was, it was fun. Hanging Agreed. Out with him. And uh, yeah, it couldn't couldn't have gone better. It was uh, it was just a, such a such a fun time. Amazing. Yeah. So that's that's my big thing. How uh, about you, Phil? So uh, I just finished fasting. It was uh, Yom Kippur. And for anybody who doesn't know that, it's the day, it's, it's a Jewish holiday, it's the Day of Atonement. Essentially, we're saying sorry for being so awful the rest of the year. Uh, and you do that, it happens right after New Year's. So, It would be okay, well, Phil, if you decided you wanted to. We could just do this every Monday for you to atone for your behavior on the podcast. I don't see anything wrong with my behavior on the podcast, Bill. I'm just saying towards me, you know. You are lucky you get what you get. Anyways. <laughs> You'll feel sorry for that later. Anyways, sorry, sorry for being irritable. I'll, I'll atone for it next year. Um, but up until then, so that was last night. That's why I wasn't at Tim's concert. Because it was the beginning and the whole stuff that do you, happens. Do you guys go full shutdown? Like uh, like le- electricity and everything? Or just social media? Because I know, like, aren't there some, some Jews that, like, they turn the power off on the weekend? Or, yeah, yeah, so that's the Sabbath, yeah. right? And so you don't turn off the electricity, you just don't, you don't touch it. You don't work. So if, if it was already on, you could leave it on, and people use timers and right. things. Right, that's what I always heard. The, the cheat was that they would set it, like, a, the, the, you can buy, like, a stove with, like, a 14-hour timer, so you can, like, cook right. cook tomorrow's meal, and, yeah. Yeah. There's all kinds of things, and for me, that defeats the purpose, but, yeah. again, I mean, if this, if you're, <laughs> if you're living this life, and you're trying to follow the rules, then... Mm. You find the loopholes where you can and you survive. I think it would be really difficult. Anyway, so they have things like sensors on elevators where you don't have to push the buttons. Right. You just get on and then it stops at every floor and you get off at the one you're supposed to get off of, that kind of thing. Yep. But uh, but no, we're not, you know, we're not religious. We're not Orthodox Jews. So yeah. we just do our best. We, you know, we do this fast and uh, and just try to take it easy. It's a day of rest and that kind of stuff. Normally we go to synagogue, but... Corona, oh, yeah. so no synagogue. See, I just, I just feel like it could have been a great opportunity for you to do a lot of selfies. I mean, you know, like I just, why didn't? That's a lot of work. That's a lot of work. <laughs> Try to minimize the work. Um, but I'm prior to for that, these good looks. So, Hashtag me. <laughs> I'll try that next year. That's actually a good idea. Um, so I was working on that uh, light fixture cover thing. I've got about half the video done and edited. I like to edit as I shoot because it sort of helps me uh, figure out the direction of the video. And also, if there was something sucky or a bad shot, I can redo it while I have everything out. And uh, so that's done. And then uh, I posted this on Facebook, but I was repainting this IKEA desk for my son. It only comes in white and brown. We want it in a gray. So I repainted it, and it's going to be part of what I talk about in the topic today, so I'll just leave that there. Um, so I guess since this is where we talk about what uh, the topic is. <laughs> that was smooth. That was a, that was, smooth, right? You took that smooth transition, Butter. and you just put a big old stop sign right in the middle of it. <laughs> didn't I? Didn't I, though? Um, but I think it's Bill's bad attitude, though, isn't it? Oh, yeah, so we're calling it Bill's uh, bad attitude, yeah. Bill's bad attitude. Uh, he doesn't have a bad attitude. Bill has a great attitude, but it's just funny to say. One of the best. Um, I'll tell you where the attitude com- portion of this comes in. So, what I do whenever I have questions about a project is I always shoot a quick text to both Tim and Bill, <laughs> and they have never steered me wrong. My problem is is I just don't listen to them. <laughs> but the information <laughs> is very good. So in this case, um, it's one of these IKEA desks, and it's got like this plastic coating on everything, right? Because it's chipboard or it's MDF, and it's got like a hard plastic coating on top of it. So I said, guys, what should I do? And they're like, scuff sand, primer, and then paint, and you're good. Cool. I figured I would do neither one of those things. (laughs) (laughs) And so You really tried to just paint it without scuffing it? I scuffed it a little with some 220, but I don't think that would have changed anything. Uh, what happened was I went outside, I took all the parts out of the box, I laid them out outside, I did my HVLP, I did the latex paint, then I put on, uh, so I did two coats of paint and then two coats of uh, water-based poly. And I figured the water-based poly would just like hold it all together. 
<laughs> and then so that was fine. Everything went great. I like I like the laughter. Um, and then and then I built the desk. Great. I was gentle with everything. I put it in my son's room. And then he put his elbow down on it because he was like kind of showing us how he would use it and just slid forward a little and he took off a whole swath of paint <laughs> like it looked like bunched up material like if you just laid down some felt and pushed it and just put the whole thing and I swear to god I'm telling you I'm a grown man there were tears in my eyes. There was, it was so much work. And he looked at me like he was mortified. I was like, no, Jake, it's not your fault. Daddy's a fool. It's not your fault at all. And he like, he also, because he thought he did something wrong. I was like, no, he was so excited about the desk and I felt terrible. And so my wife looks at me and she goes, so now what? And I just went into the garage. I got my putty knife, came back inside. I scraped the desk. I got in the car, I went to Canadian Tire, I bought some Zinsser primer because I didn't have any left, and I just primed the whole desk. I, I scraped off all the gray, yeah. and I paint, and I, and I, uh, but then I couldn't do it with the HVLP because I was done. I left it in situ, and I just rollered it, and, uh, and now it's fine. But the point is, is the whole drive to Canadian Tire, I don't want to say I was crying, but I really felt bad. Like, I felt horrible. I felt horrible because it was so much work. Yeah. So much work. And, like, my wife was watching the kids the whole time I was working. Not that I was having a blast or anything, but she gave up that time. I gave up the time to do it. There was a lot of sweat involved, moving the pieces, getting it upstairs. And, and for it to all, like, crumble. Like, literally crumble. I was devastated. But I said, you know what? Like, there's nothing you can do. The only thing you can do is pick yourself back up and fix it. And that's what I did. And I feel like, and this is not to toot my own horn, I feel like that is a quality of, of resilience that a lot of people don't have. A lot of people would have just crumbled and, like, thrown the thing in the garbage and that would be done with it. But I credit myself for getting up, finding a solution, doing it, getting back on the horse, and that's it. But I well, did I say to my wife, if this doesn't work, it's going in the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> so something that Casey would probably say is uh, you allowed yourself the uh, the mourning process, right? Yeah. I mean, it's mm. okay, but all the things that you said that you did to begin with, that you were excited, your wife was there with you, you, you did this thing, you put so much time and effort and sweat, you still get all of that. That doesn't go away. You still get to have that, right? Went away pretty quick. <laughs> the flip of an elbow, it went away. <laughs> well, but I mean, that's that's where the good attitude comes in. It's like you know what, the the best part about this whole thing, you are never going to do that again. Never. Yeah. Ever. Never. I'm. I'm. You know what I said to my wife? I said, I'm a woodworker. I could have made this desk in the same time it took to waste all that time painting. I will never buy another piece of furniture again that I know I can make well. So, let's put that out there. Yeah. Well, and, and again, that's a learning process too. So, hundred oh, percent more yeah, for yeah. her than for me. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't see any negatives about this, especially when it actually entertained your podmates for a good forty-five <laughs> seconds. Yeah, a, few, a few thousand people, I think, honestly. Uh, but oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the other thing is, is this is going to be one of those stories that gets brought up on Yom Kippur for years to come. <laughs> your grandchildren. Your grandchildren, Phil, will hear this story about how that oh, yeah. time the granddad tried to save a buck and save some time, and yeah. and it's going to become a, one of those lifelong learning lessons, and, and it's going to become something you're yeah. already laughing about it, so you're going to get over it. You'll be fine. Yeah, so you, yeah. you can you can you can add to the story a little bit, like you oh, know, by the time Jake's grandchildren hear eyes, it, as yeah, as Jake's <laughs> elbow went down. The, the the pressure in the in the the felt like wave coming up from his elbow that pushing that paint that didn't right. stick to the surface flew up Jake and hit went me in the down. eye. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you yeah. can have injuries. You can have like Jake saving you because you had a heart. You know, you're you had a hard time breathing. It's yeah. like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this happened. And Jake came over, and gave you CPR. You can turn this into a production, my friend. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Next Probably thing you know, you're driving, you're driving to Canadian Tire to get the Zinsler, and you got your wheel off, and your hub is on the railing of the side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> and there's an alligator in, right, pulling on your foot. In my foot. Toyota Tacoma, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I'll tell you, as I was scraping the top of that desk, 
it just came up so easy. Yeah. <laughs> just, like smooth. Like, it's a good thing you didn't, like I was going into butter. Good thing you didn't do it right or it would have been a lot harder. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I was like, you know, you, you think it would have stuck some... I mean, it's a latex paint. It's supposed to stick to something. How, how long had the paint been sitting there? I left... Maybe, I don't know, the first coat... The first coat probably stayed for an hour and a half, two hours in the sun. Yeah, but I mean, how and, many and since that first coat to the to when Jake put his elbow on? How much time had passed? Two days. Two days. Yeah, yeah. That, that wasn't going to stick at all. Then <laughs> I just I, no. There's something that IKEA puts on their plastic furniture that just doesn't allow anything to stick to it. So I don't know yeah. what it is. Mm. Well, I put some some paint slash glue, aka primer, yeah. on that thing. I rolled it on. My wife's like, it doesn't look as good as when you sprayed it. I was like, yeah, that's why I sprayed it. Yeah. That's why people spray instead of use rollers. Yeah. And then and then I had to do some touch-ups, so that I did with a paintbrush. So I got, like, further and further away from perfection as the project wore on. First, took out that spray gun, and I... By the way, first of all, you know what the best part of this was? Was the experience with the spray gun. I've never done a bigger spray project before. So mm. I mm. dialed in the fan pattern, the PSIs, the everything you know and i really got in there with the gun so now i'm like i feel very confident with that gun for any future project so i feel good about that that was good experience um and the use of primer i think will probably be top of mind next time can you i don't think you could spray can you spray primer with that zinsler stuff why not spray anything because then it's a pain in the butt to clean out of the gun no if it's oil based you're gonna have to clean it like you clean an oil base you know with a solvent. Right, which is, yeah, I wouldn't do it um, because I don't want to use that solvent. Like, like, <laughs> like sure, right. you can do it. I wouldn't do it, but yeah. go ahead. Yeah. yeah. I think this is water based uh, primer, but either I way. I think Zinsler is. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't run a mix anything, but um, but I like the water based stuff. You don't, you, I use that tiny little brush or whatever because I cleaned out that gun probably six or seven times. Every time I switched operations, hmm. paint, paint, clean it both times then the poly clean every time I went inside the house I cleaned the gun I wanted to make sure it always works um, so I can't imagine like primer must gum up the works in there like you really got to get in there with something I would think you probably have to thin you know? it pretty well uh, it just I mean you just clean it right away just the same as paint you know yeah. I'm pretty sure I sprayed primer at least once um, yeah. yeah yeah Bill you ever done that I you know what I don't like using HVLP guns I the few times I've done it, it's been somebody else's machine, and it's been whatever they had me spraying with it. So ah, uh, okay, mm-hmm. and you didn't enjoy it. I don't like it. Oh, I like it. It's growing on me. I, like I don't it. like the cleanup. Yeah. Um, you know, it is definitely like a lot more cleanup than it makes. It makes a lot of sense if you're going to do again more production type stuff. Yeah. Um, and or at least a bigger piece. Like to do a box, kind of is silly, but. Yes and no. I mean, you can still get some pretty amazing. I don't do it, but if you take the time to actually put on a finish correctly, you don't you don't need a spray gun to do it. No, no, even on a bigger piece. You know, my my buddy Ron, uh, he's a guitar maker in the area, and I I make some stuff for him that he doesn't have the tools for sometimes. Like I made like his little logo badges and stuff, you know. And uh, he does um, the the finish on his guitars is incredible. Like I, I. yeah. I don't even understand how he does it because he does it with water-based. It don't look real, huh? He does it with water-based and a brush. And the first time I saw it, I was like, "Oh huh. my god, this finish is incredible!" I was like, "I was like, yeah, I mean, I only use eco-friendly stuff, so I can never get this." He's like, "Oh, this is just water-based." I was like, "Shut up! Stop! <laughs> don't tell me that." You know? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's he must use that stuff. What's that stuff? Uh, he must use Floetrol then. Uh, he's no, he's doing nice well. He's doing yeah. He might with the brush. I, he might thin it, but I think he's just. He's just like really patient. He does a lot of coats. He does a lot of yeah. wet sanding. It just builds it, up yeah, in twenty layers. Floetrol keeps the 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 time open on the finish, so that it has time for the paintbrush lines to go away. Right, kind of sinks in, so it's self leveling. Yeah, which That's is what, what the, the Floetrol. Is, I don't know. I've never, told yeah, about Halcyon. It's also to do used that. for the, all the guns too, right? Right, right. What's that? Yeah, the Floetrol. That's what you use to mix it for your guns. I I use use it a couple of times. I don't really find it makes a difference because. The, the spray doesn't have any lines, right? So you don't well, really I know, need... I know a lot of professionals do thin their yeah. with Floetrol, yeah. So mm. I've I mean, put it any, in a couple Any times. finish that you put on, and again, it's something we don't usually talk about because none of us know what we're talking yeah, about. We're not finished. Right. However, yeah. people that do put on a, a finish by hand that don't use a, a gun, and again, uh, production, absolutely, HVLP. Um, 
But people that put it on correctly, the, the same meticulousness that you took with your gun to make sure it was cleaned every time, it was properly done, and you set everything just right, well, they do the same meticulous stuff with their finish. They use the proper mm. brush for the proper finish that they're putting on. Mm. The temperature's right where they're at. It's a controlled area. It's not going to get dust and stuff flowing on it. That's, right. that's not us, right? We go out there, we slap some no. stuff on, then you get mad because it's all dirty. Well, you're outside. What do you expect yeah. is going to happen, right? I, mean, I was picking bugs out of my yeah. like, You don't belong here, stupid bug. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. Or me with my chip brushes that I use for everything. It's like picking the hairs out of the brush from the brush out I, of the I, swear, I don't know how there's still a brush in the handle when you get done like brushing something like that. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> I, I do a, I do a little better than the chip brush. I've been using the foam ones lately um, because I don't feel as bad throwing them away, even though I probably should. You know, but uh, right. there's no hairs in them. Well, you should always feel bad, Tim. No. You should always feel yeah. bad. Constantly. I like bad. using the horsehair brush, and I will spend the time to wash it. I will sometimes use soap to wash it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've, I've got a few good brushes, and they're like my chisels. They stay put away, and I don't ever want to use them. They're very nice things. Yeah, yeah. I Do you a- use those brushes to open paint cans like you use your chisels? <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny is I just went to uh, uh, the big orange store, and they had a husky set of chisels on the clearance shelf. Yeah. And <clears throat> it's five chisels. One of, you know how uh, they had the little rubber guards on the blade? Yeah. The very smallest one was missing that guard, and it looked like the package was maybe open, so maybe somebody brought it back, but it was marked down to eleven ninety nine. I grabbed God. that so fast. But again, <laughs> see, that's going to keep me from ever having to use those beautiful British chisels. I don't even know the names of them that I, I won't even open the box, right? The so, blue handles? Yeah. No, those are marples. Something. They're nice. From Sheffield. Good for you. Mm. That's a nice set. Yeah, those are, those are good tools to not use. I agree. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? keep them tucked that's away. Just, you don't want to damage them by accident. Keep things. them tucked I away. I know what I do with chisels. I'm not going to do it. I have a good attitude about it. That's why I put it up. Good. So, yeah. so then let me put it to you guys. Has there been a similar issue with or struggle with a project where you um, exhibited either a good attitude or a bad attitude? I'm curious to hear either one. Who wants Both, to volunteer? And it's called Build Your Wife a Salon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so let's give specifics then. <laughs> um, and you guys have both experienced this. Um, one, one of the biggest things where I just a terrible attitude. Instead of trying to explain to somebody, I get so frustrated because when you're doing something above and beyond, right? Yes. For somebody. Uh, yes. And we're not. Casey's excluded from this conversation because it wasn't her. It was her business partners who no longer exist. But whatever. Well, um, they, they still like exist. The front desk. Right. I mean, as people. Yeah, you didn't like. Yeah. You didn't kill them yet. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, I don't want to say anything on, on air. Right. But. You killed them with kindness. I heard. <laughs> but anyway, so the, their front desk that they wanted for the first salon, right? Uh, this was something that they. I sat down with them. We talked about it. I drew pictures, which I don't normally do for anybody. I, I tried. I said, okay. And then I explained to them, look, I'm going to do the best I can to interpret what you want. And it's going to cost way, way less. And, you know, I mean, so there was a whole lot going on. Oh, yes, we understand. So I build this thing. And again, I have to build it before the slot. They don't even have the leash yet for the space. So mm. I've got to build it modularly. It's it's going to have to be stored until they actually get the lease and everything signed and open. And they got construction that's got to be done. I'm trying to get all this stuff done ahead of time. And when it gets all done and put together after I've, I've built it, it's stored in one of them's garage. And then the day comes, the, the construction is done, we can start moving it in. I move it in, I set it exactly where they want it, on the blue tape where we did the outline so they knew exactly how big this was going to be. They marked it out with painter's tape on the floor. They knew the footprint. <laughs> I put this thing together. And they look at me and they say, can you just like cut off a foot from the back? Yeah. And nice. I had a really, really bad attitude at that moment. And I just... I wanted to say, well, you know, you really, I, we could, but you don't have the time. I could have explained it, but I just went, no, no, you cannot. It's not possible. No. Um, I have a feeling it was a little bit more R-rated than that. It was, it was, it was definitely colorful, shall right. we say. Um, but, it, but in the same respect, I've had, I've had, um, so, uh, the, one of the businesses around the corner was a restaurant, and Casey was friends with the owner of this restaurant. His mother um, 
and she did the books or whatever, but she's in the back office and she wanted a first aid kit. And I had done, I just done some pallet wood on the first aid kit, kind of dressed it up in, in the salon. And she wanted something and she basically said, I just, I don't care if you just draw a, a, a T, a, a lowercase T on the lid. I just don't want a white box on my wall. So I, I, I said, are you sure you don't want any other instruction? No, 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 no. She's going to pay me like a hundred bucks to do this, right? So I took some pallet wood. I glued up a little panel. Um, I outlined the, the, the out, outer edge. This hung on the wall. So the, around the box, edges, pallet wood. I left some white for the metal and some room for the hinges to where the door would open. Then I made a little panel, and I routed out an actual, like the first aid cross. Mm-hmm. In the middle of that, then I stained it like a really weird red, then sanded it off, gave it a little uh, uh, weathered beach look, you know, beach wood, uh, whatever, driftwood type look to it. It came out really super cool. And she lost her mind with happiness on how good this thing looked. And she paid me more. You know, and wow. so, mm. yeah, and then it's like I was taking that chance. Um, you, you were, I'm, I'm ready for my bad attitude, right? When I give this lady this thing, I'm thinking she's not going to want this. It's just old pallet wood. It didn't take me that long. She, you know, hundred dollars for you know a, a morning in the garage, basically, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. or an evening too when everything dried, all the all the stuff that we use properly on the finish so it doesn't scrape off with the elbow. When all that exactly. dried, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, she she was ecstatic with it. So instead of that bad attitude, that's when you have a good attitude. And that carried over into some other stuff. Because now I feel so good about something I did that I'm treating other people better that I'm making things for. You're right. Mm. That kind of stuff is contagious. Good attitudes right. are contagious just as, long, as well as bad attitudes are contagious. Well, and, and the bad attitude thing, so the, it did sour me, honestly. And I'll, I'll be very honest. It did sour me for the... the the rest of the that salon build, and then the other salon build that I wasn't going to do that I did. I right. mean, so it's just you get this defense mechanism built up, and it's just like you know this is really hard. You don't understand. It's not like you pay me full price of what somebody else will charge you, and you can be as finicky as you want. But when mm-hmm. you're not doing that, when I'm doing something well below what it would normally cost, it's like there's got to be some give and take, right? There's got to be yeah, some, yeah, for sure. Right, there's latitude. Freedom. Yeah, uh, so. Anyway. But you know what? That wasn't your bad attitude. That was their bad attitude. If someone's doing something for me for, you know, 10 cents on the dollar, whatever they put to, yes, sir, looks great. Thank you. Yeah. You know, and they're like, <laughs> well, actually, mm-hmm, could you, mm, a foot off the back would be terrific. Yeah. Mm. I will cut off my own foot and beat you with it. How about that? <laughs> Yeah, some Tim, what about you? Examples good attitude, bad attitude. Oh, none at all. My attitude's always great. <laughs> Let's hear a concrete example of that. Uh, well, I mean I I, I hear everything I, know you're just I hear everything Bill is saying for sure. And there's you know, there's certain customers. Sometimes you get one of those customers and you know and you know, there's a there's a term for it in the trades, like when you can smell it, they're like, This is gonna be a person I'm not gonna wanna work with, you know, the yeah, the, 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 what does that smell like? What is that? <laughs> you know, the, the the saying is the FU price, you know, so you give them that yes. price to wear. If they're willing to pay it, you'll put up with their negative attitude and their nitpickiness and whatever. Uh, but you gotta like. There's been some times where I've given a price that wasn't. It's like you kind of gotta go all in, you know. Mm. And uh, because there's been some times I've been like, you know what, like this. I think this person's gonna be a hassle. Like I'm just gonna like like tack on another 500 bucks, and that's just like I wasn't enough. And now it's like, oh god, I got. They said yes, and I gotta do this. And you know, it's like, well, I am getting paid extra, but then you get to this point where like I'm not getting paid extra enough. To, be, to put yeah, up with exactly. this, you know, and so like I definitely had my attitude sour on some clients. I had one of them. Um, I, I don't want to get too much into detail, but uh, I had made something. It ended up they ended up moving. It went in the storage for a bunch of years, um, and it was one of those customers that was difficult the whole time. Um, and every like every detail was like like a struggle, and and it was like kind of like they'd be like, can you do this? And I would say, well, yes, but these are the consequences you're going to have to suffer, right? There's, you know, there's always, there's always a trade-off, right? So, and then there was some, there was like this specific product that I bought that I attached to it. It was a desk and there was a specific computer monitor. So the thing, I don't know, I, I deliver it, deal with all of it, finally over good riddance. Uh, two years or whatever go by and I get a call like that they'd never even used this, this desk and now they're moving out and, and they finally set it up. And um, the drawer was like broken, um, it, or like the the sliding was you know it was like um, busted. I was like, oh, I was like, it was probably probably got busted in storage. Like someone must you know whoever moved it for you might have busted the drawer. I'm like, the sliders are inexpensive. Like, 
here's here's the Amazon link of where I got it. It was for a keyboard tray. I was like, <laughs> this is this is the exact this is the exact one that I purchased. Um, you know, if you can't fix it, it's like ten bucks and go go to it. You know, and she's like, I you know I don't know if I can do this. Like you know, I was like, I I can't get down there. You're too far away. I can't you know. Um, there's got to be like a handyman or like the, the maintenance guy in your building. Someone can put this in. It's like f- literally four screws, you know. Um, yeah. And so she's uh, gets back to me. I called a carpenter, and he came in and looked at it. And since it was all custom made, he said he would have to do all this thing and make it from wood. He didn't feel comfortable buying anything, and it was all wrong, and it was going to cost four thousand dollars. I was like, oh yeah, he gave you the wow. price I should have given you two years ago. <laughs> 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 and I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> and I was like, "Give me his name. I need to work with this guy more often." But, <laughs> need to congratulate him. So then I had to like explain to her why it was four thousand dollars without like insulting her. Because <laughs> you know? he doesn't want to work with yeah. you. And that's what I said. I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "He doesn't want to." I was. I said, "It was like it's not you. It's me." You know. I was like, "No." I was like, "He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to do the job." That that's what that price means. It's not. It's not a four thousand dollar job. It's like again. Here's the link. This is the product. You can see it is actually the correct product for what it's designed for, as it says on the web page. You know, just find it's. I don't know. I guess you probably found some handyman to put it. I'd tell him about Task Rabbit. I'm like, any of these people can do it, but I can't drive down there an hour and a half to go turn four screws. Like it's just you know, I'm, I don't. The, the, I I would have to give you the four thousand dollar price to do that. You know, like for, for me to go down there. She could have paid you five hundred. You would have you would have done that for five hundred dollars. I'm. I've had enough of that person. I made a few uh, things for them. Oh, okay. So. I, I, yeah, right. there's there's some people that it's just no there's money. There's limits. Yeah, there's I guess. No money. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I'm just... So, just Tim, what about more like something like, like Phil experience where he was more disappointed in something he had done himself. It wasn't really a client. Have you ever just had this really bad attitude? You screwed something up. You're making it for yourself. Um, you know, you just, you're just down in the dumps, kind of like, wah, 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 wanting to shed the to, tears. To be fair, or, though, I did have a good attitude because I turned it around real quick. You had a bad moment. You ended up with a good attitude. You started with right. a bad attitude. Yeah. Oh, I, I had, a, yes, I was very upset. Well, to, you know, to quote Bob Ross, I, I call them happy accidents, you know, when... Um, this was neither happy nor an accident. Well... It, I did this to myself, <laughs> and I was very unhappy about it. Yeah. It's entirely my fault. I, I, I call them that to remind myself during that moment of rage that it will, in the long right. run, be a great story for my grandkids to talk about. But... Yeah. <laughs> But but I, I try to I do try to put that spin because sure I mess stuff up all the time I you know you measure six times you cut once is still wrong I mean it happens to everybody you know we all we all do that you know I mean like for me a lot of times right. nowadays because I do so much work on the CNC there'll be some stupid thing in the code that I didn't catch you know and uh, and then it'll be like just be some but you know what I what I do is I obviously I get angry because now it's creating more work for myself but I try to turn it like you did Phil I try to turn it into a learning experience. Um, you know, and and try to make that negative a positive, and make it so what what was a bad moment now becomes like a feature. And we've talked about that before too. Like the you know, if if your solution, if you come up with the right solution to solve that problem, that makes it not only look like the problem was never there because that's what carpentry is is learning how to hide your mistakes, but to make it so now the the result is better than your original plan. So that's what I try to do with that. Is um right. well the seven the seven string guitar I made recently um there's a it was a lot of math involved in that because it's a, these compound scales and and then there's this very complicated bridge that I had to go in and all these specific size pockets and I had all sorts of adjustments I had to make on my CNC file after I cut it that because things weren't working so I had to make router templates and then you know there's no flat surfaces now or if you, you know fewer flat surfaces it's very difficult to get router templates onto a guitar that's so small and. And so I had a few of these moments, and it was never anything like really like what you experienced with the elbow across me. But just a, there's a lot of those in the process, and one of them was um, that just the angle. I I messed up some of my CNC coating, and my fingerboard was too thin, so it was everything was going to be too low, and I wasn't going to be able to get the string height to the bridge. So one <laughs> one of the ways you can solve that is you can adjust the angle of the fingerboard. But I don't have any wood to do that with, so I I ended up creating. A piece of wood that I glued under the fingerboard between the neck and the fingerboard that was a wedge basically so I I you know using some creative CNC coating I took a piece of wood and I made it basically two tenths of an inch thick on one side and one tenth of an inch thick on the, on the other side it was about 20 inches long so it's just very gentle slope going down and that gave me the thickness to my fingerboard and the angle to where I could glue it under the neck and I could then put the strings across so I used there's two woods in the guitar body 
mahogany and uh, elm. And so I used a piece of mahogany. Mm. And so now the neck on the back was elm and the mahogany was just on the body and the, on the front. But so now I had mahogany on the neck between the elm and the fingerboard. And so it actually became like this beautiful, like aesthetic feature. Excellent of it by right. instead of just being like some like oh, I'll slap some water in here you know I, I, I took the time to plan it and make it special and I'm probably right. going to do it again like I liked it like it wasn't you know it was like this kind of unique solution so that's what I try to do in those situations so I, I, Nightmare I, on Elm Street yeah, yeah. to make it a, I have a, a dream I have a similar story in that I was making a guitar uh, cigar box guitar neck and um, just trying to shape it, and I spent the time because you got to do a little bit of a glue up so it fits inside the cigar box. And you have, you know, I'm, I got this wood, so I got a pile of wood over here that I picked my pieces out for this glue up. The glue up is done. Then I went to go shape it, and I'm using a little spoke shave, and I'm doing all this, you know, getting it perfect. And I sand it all down. Everything looks good. And I go to set the fingerboard on. All oh, this is going to be so great, and everything. And I go to test the strength of it. So I pick it up in both hands, and I give it a little bit of a bend, and it snapped. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like and I'm and I'm just pissed. I'm just pissed. It's like why did I do that? Why would it's never going to have that kind of bend from the string pressure. I just yeah. broke this. This is mm. and I'm <laughs> I'm making loud, you know, fart noises out of my mouth, the potty mouth coming mm. out. And Casey walks out and says, "What's going on?" I said, blah, 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 blah. She's like, "Oh, well, can you make another one? I have all that wood right there. I'm like, yeah. So is this for somebody? No. Is it, are you in a hurry? No. Oh, let's just make another one. And she walks away. And it was that simplicity of her mm. coming out, basically saying, you're being an idiot. Just make another one. But, uh, no, I get both sides of it. It's obviously very frustrating and it didn't have to happen. But she's right. You can just do it again. Right, and you, but the thing is, you don't have to have that bad attitude or or the negativity. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's not necessary. You you bring on more of that. It, it perpetuates itself, right? Yeah, if I would have sure. stopped right then and there, took a deep breath, and kind of laughed about it, that's a secret too. By the way, if you ever are on the verge of being mad, laugh out loud, even oh, if that's it's what, maniacal. That's what I. That's exactly. <laughs> what. I mean, seriously, because it becomes funny, and it's almost right. it's almost hard to go back to being really angry at that point. But yeah, I mean, so you bring it on yourself. And once I said that first curse word, you know, blar diddy blar blar, they just they start. Uh, then you get poetic about what you're saying and screaming. Mm, the neighbors sure. are coming out. They're writing it down, calling nine one one. You can avoid all of that by just the, the bad attitude understood, but it doesn't have to happen. I, I trained myself to laugh when I mis make mistakes because of that exact reason and it totally helps and it just diffuses it instead of you like lighting your own candle. I have a video I'm working on that's going to come out in a couple weeks and there's a scene in it and I left it in because it it's what happens. I'm squeezing a, uh, a glue bottle. It's one of these like I got it at the dollar store kind of like ketchup bottles, you know. And so I'm squeezing it to, yeah. to run glue out. It's not coming fast enough, so I start squeezing a little harder, so the top pops off and the glue goes away, you know? <laughs> and, um, you know, because I'm being yeah, an Dollar general, baby. Yeah, yeah you know, great. you get, get what you pay for. And, uh, and so, you know, and so, the you like, there it is on film. It's me going, ah! <laughs> and then you just have to laugh, you know what I mean? Like, because it's like, right. what am I going to do? Yell at this dollar Comical. glue bottle? Like, I deserve everything that just happened here. Get over yourself and, and just wipe it up and move on, you know? Yeah, it's 100%. <laughs> do you notice, though, um, this has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but every time Bill speaks, we get the sound of bats? Do you have bats going on, like, near your... I did. Because when you There's start talking, your microphone starts picking things up. right now. Maybe it's birds, then. I thought it was bats. Hmm. Bats in start the belfry? I don't, I don't hear them. I'll, I'll take your word for it. Because it, it only happens when Bill's talking. Well, that's I think my microphone hot. only kind of turns on. I think they're designed yeah. that way when you're yeah. talking. So you're hearing the yeah. birds in the background is what you're hearing. It's it's like 95 degrees here right now, and it's just horribly, horribly hot. So I've got the back door open to the garage. You're lucky I don't have the front door open to the garage. Yeah. Do you hear it now, Tim? Mm -hmm. No, I don't. You don't, really? I, don't I hear it. Yeah. But he's right. It's only when his mic is hot that you yeah. hear it. It's interesting. But I thought it was bats because I forgot what time it was over there for you. Yeah, right. They still have uh, daylight. Yeah. Um, right. Not a commentary, by the way. I just thought it was interesting. No, it's, it's uh, what's interesting is you actually had a really, really good attitude about that because normally you're all right. like, it, 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 it sounded in the background, Bill. It, 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 your dryer's on, Bill. He, he doesn't, close the garage door. He doesn't edit anymore, so yeah. he doesn't care now. 
It's, it should be oh. it should be me, but I'm deaf as a doornail, so I can't hear it. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> what? Uh, I Say didn't. What? I didn't see any. Um, I didn't see any new reviews this week. Did we have any from the uh, nope. world market? No. Well, Bill. Bill. Can I feel you, like you have something to say about. Can you that? and the birds chime in on this? Yeah. I. Well, there comes a point, guys, where I mean, honestly, what what good does it do to, you know, ask people to go so much out of their way to write a review? I, I get it. There's a lot going on that you have in your lives, especially now, COVID nineteen. You know, heaven forbid you take thirty seconds to write a review for the podcast. You know, Bill, how much does it cost to leave us a review? Well. You know, we've discounted it from from nothing down to please, we beg you with love. So it, it costs you nothing, but you receive love. Huh. Interesting. And yet, and yet, no okay. reviews, Phil. I I, I don't right. get it. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, there's that. Okay. Um. Weekly tip segment. I got one for you. <clears throat> Use primer. On slippery <laughs> That's a hot tip from me to you. Yeah. Also, I guess the tip really is, is if you're going to go out and ask people for advice, go ahead and take it, especially when it's unanimous advice. <laughs> so, right. There was no even, there was no even altering no. opinions. It was like, we both just, I said it and Bill just said exactly. <laughs> right. It wasn't right. like, well, you could yeah. just. No, it's on me, this one. Yeah. Yeah. There was nothing. There were no misgivings there. It's a hundred percent my fault. My, my tip that I had written down last week that was perfect for this week is don't panic. Don't panic! Explanation point. Everything can be fixed because I like to like. I say that to Vance sometimes too. You know, or try to remind him. And I say to myself like, if we're if we we're makers, we can fix anything we break because we made it. Like it's our universe mm -hmm. to to destroy and recreate however we want. Like when you broke that. That neck that you were bending for no apparent reason, Bill. <laughs> like mm -hmm. you could have <laughs> fixed that. You know how. You know there's a million yeah. ways you could have fixed. Everything can be fixed. Yeah. It's just like you know. And so sometimes what we get, we take ourselves so seriously, we get so wrapped up. It's like yeah, it can be fixed. You know that was the tip I'd written down, well, which I feel like the whole episode is kind of about. In my defense, though, to yeah. punish that wood for breaking on me, I threw it across the yard. So I didn't want to fix it. I wanted it to understand what it had right. done and, and to learn something from them. I have right. 100%. Uh, in, the, in the winter, I have had things, like, go wrong on me, and I just pick them up and I chuck them into the fire pit, you know, because I had my heat <laughs> with the wood-burning stove, That'll you know? That'll teach you wood. And then, I, yeah. and then, like, an hour later, I'm like, I probably could have fixed that. <laughs> and th The expression that we use at my house is, Daddy could fix that. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. nothing my kids think that they could break that I couldn't fix if it's physical electronics and sometimes feelings feelings and i and then i had another tip i wrote true, down Phil. it's mostly Bill, true during your tale about the um it wouldn't have worked in your case because you already built the stuff before they had the space but you're talking about the um how you had blue tape on the floor to, to mark where the mm -hmm. the piece is supposed to go this is a tip i learned from Corey, who was a smart dude over at avid cnc um He's, he was working on while I was working on my truck he has like a personal like camper project he was working on or something to that like that and I, I forget what it was I think it was a camper and um, he's going to be building furniture for it and so he instead of just putting tape on the floor he just got some some cardboard and actually built a, the pieces out of cardboard and filled the whole oh. trailer up with cardboard mock-ups of everything and then he was able to like oh this is maybe an inch too deep so he just take his knife out Cut an inch off with the cut, you know? It's a lot of See, effort. Well, my idea to fix that, hold on, my idea yeah. to fix that, and I almost did it, was to wait until they left. Say, okay, fine, I'll do that. And then when everybody left, I was going to go back into the salon, put about a foot more piece of tape on the floor. That is brilliant. It would have been worth finding out if it worked. Like, I Oh, know. my God. Yeah. Oh, you awesome. thought of that the next day, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you thought of that that oh night, you would have been like, no problem. All right, just everybody go home. No, I'll take I, care of it. I was sticking Some to my way, guns. It was somehow. like, no, we're not going to cut this thing that I built. But anyway, <laughs> no, I, I hear what you're saying. Ab yeah. Absolutely. Mock-ups, uh, you can fix that. Or before you fix it, I think what you're trying to say is try and, try and really visualize the problems that can come, come to you. We've talked about this before where you build it in your head. You take it apart. You put it back together over and over mm -hmm. and over again. And on the seventh or eighth time, you're going to go, oh, yeah, that screw's not going to fit in that corner. Or this piece of wood is too long. Or I, I can't get the screwdriver in to get the screw. And that's what it always is. Yeah. I can't reach it. That happens oh, yeah. when you have the 
when you have like the time to do that, to iterate it in your head, and like you think about it for a week. But sometimes, like, hey, can you make this right now? And you don't have time to do that, so you kind of get stuck with those things. Mm. But I have to tell you, I'm definitely some way somehow I'm using your tape trick where. You know, the next day, the tape is just another six. Look, I mean, I cut it down. It's gone. Look, that's where it was. Now it's where now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, it's your fault. Mm. I, I think that's going to be on my new ba- business card. No, it's your fault. That's going to be on my business card. <laughs> Phil Pinsky. No, it's, it's your, your fault. fault. Yeah. Best catchphrase I've ever heard. That's good. Right. That's your next, that's your next t-shirt there, buddy. <laughs> no, it's your fault. I love it. <laughs> Save ten percent with Phil's new code. <laughs> no, no, it's your fault. No, it's your fault. Yeah, but you have to put the comma in the right place. Yeah. Um. Okay. Let's see here. Uh, weekly tip. Say we did that. What grabbed your attention? Uh, Tim, what grabbed your attention? I, I hope I'm not taking yours, Phil. But I, I have to say it was Bill's video. It really, I really, really enjoyed it. I watched it on the TV. Oh, thank you. This is this is how you know I enjoyed it. I watched it on the TV, and when I watch them on the TV, that means you can't really comment. You know. Um, and I liked right. it so much that when I got done watching on the TV, I pulled it up on my phone so I could write nice job. So I actually had to like turn oh. it on a second time. So your count, your view count might have gone up an extra click for that even too. So hey. wow, it's a little channel yeah, like but mine that counts. It's not it's not a good uh, analytic because you only watch it for a very short amount of time right. and then it went away. So I killed your I killed your audience retention <laughs> number. <laughs> it didn't help them. Yeah. yeah. I have bad retention anyway, so. Water? Yeah. Um, what did you, uh, what do you, uh, what caught your attention, Mr. Lutz? All right, so since we have uh, Bill's Bad Attitude, yeah. um, what caught my attention, uh, the guy's name is the Honest Carpenter. I don't know if you guys oh, have I know heard him. of him. Yeah, and so I saw, and I just built this pallet wood, beautiful Art Deco-inspired coffee table, and then I get on my, my feed... The Honest Carpenter has pallet wood. Is it really any good for you? How about cold wood or something? So pallet versus cold wood. And then he goes on, and I'm sorry, but the guy just gave a lot of kind of true information, but it wasn't really true, about pallet wood and said how much better cold wood. You can go to the back of Home Depot and get cold wood, and it's better for the environment. And I'm like, no, no, it's not, because the cold wood they don't sell, they will send back to the manufacturer. Um, that ain't stopping anything out of the stream. And, of course, you don't want to use stuff that's marked, you know, not marked heat-treated. Oh, but if it's heat-treated, you don't know what's in that stuff, and it's bad for you. And, it will, you know, you can get heat-treated, or you can get, what do you say, um, you can buy the coal wood, the, the pressure-treated lumber, and the treated lumber if you want to build stuff. And I'm like, that stuff's got so much more bad, bad, oh, bad stuff. Horrible. in it. It's dripping I, I was just not happy with this dude. I'm like, you got a decent channel. And then I go to look on some, and all of his, I think he's a clickbait monster. I'm sorry. Yeah, a little bit. I, I agree with you. I think he's a clickbait monster. There's a bunch of video titles there that's, that's I'm just looking at the titles going, no. So I'm going to say, don't watch this guy's videos. Don't do it. Don't watch his channel. I have never done that before, but this hurt my feelings because I just made a beautiful pallet project and he's saying how pallet wood is stupid and don't do it. It's dangerous. And, and what really got me too, so many people in the comments, obviously they were fans of his and they're like, Oh my gosh, thank you so much. Cause I was, you know, I was thinking I want to build something out of pallets and like, think I'm not going to do that now. I'm just going to go buy some wood. And I'm like, you're evil. That's how I felt. So the honest carpenter, I don't think you're honest. I think you're dishonest. And if you want to be a guest on the show, be my guest and we'll talk about it. Anyway, that's my rant. Wow. Wow. That was, that was powerful. Incendiary. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Bill's on fire. And yeah, yeah you can be a guest on the podcast. That's true. There's a there's a pay feature that we have on our Patreon. Site. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You could call Keith. If you want to know it, how to do it, Keith will just pay yeah, it for if you. you. Want to know how to do it? <laughs> just ask Keith Decent. Yeah. He knows how to do it. In fact, Keith will probably foot the bill. Yeah, he'll totally pay. He yeah. probably already has. I think he must have yeah. a few credits with us, maybe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and for me, I did not visit someone new. I am revisiting a channel that I really enjoy, and it is the William Walker Company channel. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, Will Walker it just makes phenomenal videos. He's a great storyteller, and uh, he makes beautiful, like, stunningly beautiful projects. And uh, good dude. And I just started watching some of them again. 
I mean, I've seen them. You know when you've seen a video because it's got that little red bar under the video? Like, that means, like, that's how much of the video you've seen. Mm. And, like, my whole feed of his is all reds. So, I've seen them all. But some of them I really I, I don't mind watching again. They're, they're great. Uh, hey, can I, can I add one little shout-out, though, since I feel bad now for being so negative? Um, Scott Turner did not make a video, but he posted a picture on his uh, his socials of this table base that he made. And it's all metal. It's square tube. And I'm, I'm looking. And the reason why this caught my attention is because I thought the little bit of welding and goofing around with the metal that I did on my little table is like, oh, I'm so cute. And then Scott comes up with this table base. It's it's a four legged, all at weird angles where he's cut the. It's perfect, and he welds it perfect, and it just looks amazing. And then he does the same thing on the top and explodes from the top. This thing. He's not going to make a video. He says, oh, maybe I will if anybody's interested. I think everybody needs to send a shout yeah. out to Scott and say, yeah, make the video, pal. He blows me away with making me feel like a hack. I see that and I'm like, I could do that. I know I could make that same base just based off of the picture he posted. It would take me three years to look as nice <laughs> as I don't I mean, know how he ever finishes any of the stuff he does. He, it's, oh my gosh. It's like they don't, they don't sell metal in big pieces in Australia. They only sell it in little pieces that you have to weld together and grind back down to make look like big pieces. Because that's like it seems like yeah. all that dude does, and it's just the, the oh my gosh, it's the amount of labor that he puts in to the. It, but it, I mean, the end result is is undeniable, stunning. Yeah, you're talking about that like faceted console table that he just built. No, it's not. It's no, just a base. A, he hasn't even put a top on it. It's it, a table base. It's four legs. It's it reminds four, me of one I made out of wood, but it's metal. And no, just but I mean, gorgeous. there was a video that he did very recently oh. that has like oh yeah 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 with all the the yeah yeah, the yeah, yeah wire yeah, frame, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then he put on then he skinned it with metal that he had to cut and then weld to each. Yeah. It was insane. Yeah, he's, he's, in, he's, he's insane. Next if level. you want to know what a, what a, he, just Scott, we love you. You just, thank you for Unreal. making me realize that I've got so much to learn. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? The funny thing about Scott is that he will, he probably says the same thing you say. He's like, yeah, it came out. Okay. But you know, I've got a ton to learn about this stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Really? But he says it with that adorable uh, Louisiana accent or wherever he's from. Yeah, that's South, where he's from. Louis- Southern Louisiana. Louisiana. Yeah. 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 New South yeah. Louisiana. Yeah. Um, Scott was in my shop. Just, you know, not rubbing it in or nothing, but he's been in my shop. I'm like Phil. Is that right? I'm like you two. He's been to my shop, yeah. My government won't let me come to your government's place. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, get your act together over there. <laughs> Actually, not so funny, but um, Montreal and a few surrounding areas here just got moved to what our government is calling Red Alert, Code Red. Yeah, Pat so, said something to me about that. Uh, he texted, was texting yeah. with him today. Yeah, it was like we're on all, the rise over there. As of Thursday, we're shut down again, yeah. essentially. Except it's, it's, it's schools are not shut I, down, I, but bars, restaurants... No more than 25 people. No one over at your house. Uh, if you're gathered outside, six feet apart. So so fun times. Mm. Now winter's yeah. coming again, too. Hooray. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Wasn't that, the, uh, wasn't that the, the, the show? Um, Game of Thrones. Is? Winter Game is Thrones. coming. Winter yeah. is coming. I got to tell you, boys, winter's here. Are you saying something, California? Yeah. Yeah. Well, not winter as in weather. I meant winter as in the hard times. The hard times oh. are here. They're not coming. Oh, the winter They're of our here. discontent. Yes. yes. Yeah. Gotcha. Although it's our hot. Our websites. It's hot. Yeah. Hot winter. It's a little warm for you. Yeah. I feel bad for you. WilliamLutz.com, TimSway.net, and NewPerspectivesMusic.com. Guys, contact us for show topics, suggestions, feedback, all that good stuff, either by texting into your email machine or... You can record your voice, attach it to that email, and then send us an email. I've said the word email a lot. Info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com or hit us up on Twitter at reclaimedaudio. iTunes reviews. I mean, I feel like we've said everything there is to say about these things, but they're critically important and super easy to do. Just head on over to our website, reclaimedaudiopodcast.com, click on the link, and the rest is history. And also... Patreon.com slash Reclaimed Audio. For as little as $1, you get access to the pre-show and all the magic that happens backstage. For $10, you get your name read along with the heroes that I read off every episode. Now, you don't use the word hero lightly, but if you are a $10 Patreon supporter, you are indeed a hero. Mm, No doubt. On that note, 
Hey, should we just mention that uh, we were we were contemplating T-shirts, um, but maybe we should get enough feedback to see if we even go there. So if you're interested in some reclaimed audio T-shirts, let us know. Maybe we can. No, it's your fault. Oh, I love it. I love it. That's the you know, there is something to be said for the for that approach to doing t-shirts where we don't do them in-house like we did before because it's pretty easy to just get designs like that available, right? Yeah, I could just throw one up right now. Yeah, But, but we got to know yeah. also, we're, we're a little tiny demand. podcast. We got to know that we're going to, you know, more than three people want one. So mm. let us know, folks. Write a review and tell us all about the t-shirt you want. Right. <laughs> and right right now the running is just a shirt with just Phil's face. It says, no, comma, it's your fault. <laughs> I might make that for myself, frankly. I, <laughs> I want a I want a shirt of you wearing the shirt that has you on it, saying, <laughs> 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 "No, it's your fault." Inception. Yeah. I love it. It's, it's as small as we can get. Love it. All right. On that note, have a great weekend, guys. Yeah, we're done. Okay. Bye, everybody. Have a weekend, week. <laughs> All right. Be good. Be good. Did I? Say, I you, took your you line. You took my I'm line. Sorry. Yeah. My, I'm sorry, man. Right, let me let me, let me sorry. I didn't even listen to the line. I wasn't being good. I'm sorry. All right, be good.